The Film Guide with Chris and Sam, part of the St Albans podcast with Danny Smith. Hello there and welcome to yet another episode of the St Albans Film Guide. That's right, it's me, producer Sam, and here with me, our guide today is local film fan, Chris Aikman. Hello, Chris. Hello. I don't know if we should uh, we should retire local film fan and, and say, you know... I'm under strict instructions from Danny. Okay. It is I, local film fan, Chris Aikman. Thank you. Okay. Good Wherever to have you Danny with Watts us. Wherever Danny Watts he gets. <laughs> so here we are, Friday the 10th of June, 2022. Can you believe it? We're almost halfway through this year already. I'd rather not think about it, but yes. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to, uh, in the fourth part of this episode, have a look at your pick of movies on free-to-air television. We'll have a look at your feature, Where To Next, uh, where we look at a film not in the English language. And to start us off, before we head over to possibly not that much on streaming, now that things are back in the cinemas, we'll start with what's new in the cinema, so please. Yeah, we've got uh, three things to talk about in the cinemas. First of all, the the big blockbuster release is the latest in the increasingly silly uh, Jurassic World uh, franchise. What do you mean, uh, silly, Chris? This is this, very serious. This is Jurassic World Dominion, uh, follows on from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, uh, which is itself a sequel to Jurassic World. Uh, Jurassic World, I didn't mind. Uh, it was sort of silly fun. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom um, was largely set in a, a mansion, which was a weird place to set a uh, dinosaur movie. Um, and this is Jurassic World Dominion, where following the end of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, where a a girl who's a clone uh, frees all the dinosaurs to go live free in America, thus presumably bringing about the end of civilization. So, I, did I see this? I don't think I saw we, that. We saw this at the cinema. I so, have no memory of this. <laughs> And I know my memory's bad, but wow. Yep. Um, so this is, it takes four years after um, Island Nublar, which is the island with the dinosaurs in. Uh, it was destroyed by a volcano. Dinosaurs now live um, alongside human beings, presumably a lot of people. And um, yeah, I'm sure something will go wrong. This this one has a reunited. So basically it's got Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard from the... Um, obviously Jurassic World films, uh, but it's bringing back the original cast of Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum um, who haven't been together as a three since uh, Jurassic Park, the original. Um, Interesting. And so it, everyone's back. I'm sure there'll be references aplenty to the previous movies. Yeah. I mean, this because we, we saw this relatively recently with um, the Terminator franchise as well, where... We had Arnie and Linda Hamilton. Yeah, Sarah. No, that's, <laughs> that's yes, that's the character's name. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yes, Linda Hamilton. Um, sort of reunite in that same respect, and yeah, it's just I don't know. It's yeah, we'll no see. No original happens, ideas. Bring back stuff I've seen. No original ideas. Bring back stuff I've seen. I mean, there's there is a certain comfort in it, but obviously, yeah, it's it's not it's not it's not as uh, satisfying as it, I suppose, to see something new and original. 
It's franchises from here on out to the heat until the inevitable heat death of the universe. Cool. So <laughs> the next movie is uh, not a franchise. Oh my- <laughs> not a franchise and um equally depressing sounding all my friends hate me yeah <clears throat> yes so this it sounds like uh, do excuse me there this sounds like your you know when we watched shiver baby and you hated it yeah because it was a horror so shiver a baby social horror we discussed on the end of year pod that we did at our end of year awards roundup um i think i named it as my best uh the best film of the year and it's yes, intensely. It's a comedy. It's about yeah, a family okay. gathering in intense, awkward situations, and it's scored. So the music is scored like a horror movie, and it's shot like one. It's very claustrophobic. It's very funny. It's very good. But yes, Sam was basically trying to crawl back into herself uh, out of embarrassment from the characters. Uh, All my friends hate me. Seems like a very similar sort of thing. So this is about uh, a man called Pete. This is a British film. Um, he's that makes it worse because <laughs> <laughs> I can relate more. Uh, he is um, going to be reuniting with his old college friends for a, <clears throat> a birthday weekend away in a manor house. Uh, but one by one, his friends start turning against him. So he, he is he being paranoid? Is it just some sort of joke? Uh, is he being punished for something that he doesn't? He's not aware of. Uh, yes, this is not your sort of thing. This is also, it was a bit unclear. The thing I was looking at said that this was out in the cinemas um, today, but there was other talks about it might have had a release at some point in March, as well as being on video on demand. So I don't know if that was, it was an original release date and it got pushed back to now, but so sorry if this has already been out, but from the trusted source that I use, uh, it's out today. Uh, which is uh, obviously Friday the 10th of June. Uh, but yes, all my friends hate me uh, with lots of uh, British people, uh, including Charlie Clive, who you will know from uh, the TV show Pure. She's the lead okay. in Pure. Brilliant. Well, I look forward to watching it. I'm going to make you watch it. It's going to be great. Sure. Okay. It, lo- it looks good. It looks fun. Yeah. Fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am always looking for new horror material. So exactly, this sort of avenue of social horror is. You say yeah. that horror movies don't scare you, so this is the way forward. Awkward yeah, social situations. Exactly, they've tapped into the one thing <laughs> that deep within my soul is is uh, like horrifying to me. Yep. So great, and uh, finally, we have a movie that is out both in the cinema and on a streaming service. And it is called Pleasure. Yes, this is uh, Ninja Thyberg's uh, film Pleasure. It's um, it's actually out on Wednesday the 15th of June, but it's a very limited release uh, in that it's actually going to be streaming um, on Mubi, Mubi sorry, on Friday the 17th of June. So you've got two days before it's out on Mubi. But it was a way, I think there's been some events with the director like doing Q&As and things as well. But if you want to catch it in the cinema, uh, it's out on Wednesday. It's called Pleasure, and it's about a a 19-year-old woman called Bella uh, who arrives from her hometown in Sweden into, she goes to Los Angeles, and she dreams of becoming a next porn superstar. Um, So it's, from what I understand, uh, quite an in-depth, it is a fiction film, but it is a very in-depth 
um, sort of look into the nitty gritty of the actual porn industry uh, as a whole. Um, sort of, you know, even going down to like Musher of like contracts and health and safety and things like that on on these shoots. Um, and from the sounds of things, uh, a lot of uh, investigation and research has gone into actually building out this whole world. I believe some of the the supporting cast are actually played by um, legitimate porn actors. Uh, and what's interesting, actually, is this is uh, Sophia Cappel, the lead actress who plays Bella. It's her first ever movie role. So quite quite a movie to get her start on, but it's uh, had rave reviews. And so, yeah, it's uh, about the darker side of the porn industry. Yeah, that's right. I uh, read an article about this a, a month or so ago, and... Um... Yeah, like like you said, it it sounds like they put a lot of in, a lot of research. You know, spent a lot of time with people that work in the industry. You know, getting to know them, getting to understand why they uh, joined the industry or what it was they're trying to get out of it. All those kind of things, and like you say, all the ins and outs of um, health and safety and so forth. So yeah, I mean, it I does sound. It's, like I think a, it's going to be quite an unflinching sort of look on it. So. Obviously, not for everyone, um, especially if you don't really want to watch movies about the porn industry. But yes, yeah, <laughs> that's a so. pleasure out on Wednesday, the fifteenth of June. And it looks like there's nothing coming to streaming. Is that right, Chris? There's nothing major. There's a documentary on Jennifer Lopez on Netflix. You'll be able to see, um, but other than that, none of the, no huge releases. Most of the streaming services actually at the moment. Uh, have big TV releases coming out. So I think they're wanting to not, because um, there's a new, or it just came out the other day, but the new Marvel uh, series, Ms. Marvel, uh, that's just started. Obviously, Stranger Things started the other week. And you've got the next series of For All Mankind on Apple TV. So I don't think they want to to mix up the schedules too much. Also, as you as you did mention, Earlier, now that more films are in the cinemas, then there's less films on streaming. So just during the height of the pandemic, streaming services were uh, buying up movies that would otherwise have gone unreleased or sort of sat on a shelf somewhere. So uh, those things are now actually making it to the cinemas. So just a few, not as many things being available at the moment. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. So in that case, we'll move on to your feature, Where To Next? Well, let's get into it then. So this is Where To Next? And this is a look into a watch and a think about a movie that's not in the English language. And then we tell you what we thought and whether we'd recommend it. <laughs> yeah. So and, yes, uh, we we've been going around the world trying to find a, a different country each time. We're trying to repeat ourselves, and we've been to Chile, we've been to France, we've been to Iceland, we've been to Angola, to Senegal, and South Korea, Japan, Brazil, Kazakhstan, Lebanon, uh, Philippines, and now this time we've gone to Norway, where we watched Joachim Trier's. Uh, film the worst person in the world which is actually a relatively new film only a uk cinema release earlier this year uh, and it was a big winner at the Cannes film festival last year where it picked up the award for best actress uh, for lead actress uh, renata reinsver and 
Brantifer plays Julie, who is a, a woman at the start of the film. It sort of briefly shows her her college, her university time. Uh, but the bulk of the film, she's sort of turning, uh, on the cusp of turning 30 or around 30 years old. And she is a woman that has struggled to find her place in the world. Uh, it's set in Oslo. She's, she doesn't know what to do as a career, what she wants to do. She keeps sort of flitting around. Um, she's in a, in a relationship with an, uh, an older man. And do they want... I say older, he's he's 44, I think. She's about yeah. 30 and he's about 44. So he is older. He's, he is older, but it's not... When I say older man, sometimes that con- conjures sort of images of, you know, she's in her 30s and he's in his 60s or something like that. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But, um, but there are people... There are two people. Do they want different things? Uh, are they at different stages of their lives where they want different things? Uh, all of these questions. And it's it's... Never like I said. I said pretty much afterwards as we finished this. Uh, I can't remember a film, particularly in recent memory, that has I've related to so much as as a person in my early thirties, who I don't think I necessarily have found what I want to do with my life. You know, this was very it hit home seeing this person uh, on screen going through what she does, and it it's very much a you know the the. The title "The Worst Person in the World" is is maybe a bit misleading because obviously, you know, none of the people in it are the worst person in the world. But part of that's your, you know, the feeling you get sometimes. You think oh, I must be the worst person in the world. I haven't got everything figured out. I don't know what I want. Am I dragging people along with me? Could they be doing something better with themselves if they're not with me? And it's it's a, a story about this this flawed young woman. And just trying to sort of find her way in the world. And I thought it was excellent. Yeah, I mean, I would hard agree. I thought it was also very good. And obviously, we're pretty much the same age. Yep. And so, again, yeah, it really was sort of, yeah, speaking to me on a level that many other films, obviously, you know, dinosaurs roaming the earth (laughs) can't relate. Um, yeah, not 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 every film can be you know be related to, and and even movies where dinosaurs are, are roaming the earth, you hope there's maybe like a character or two that has a personal sort of thing that you could maybe relate to. But indeed, just just as a sort of story wise, um, I I, re- I really felt it deep down. Um, yeah, and I think obviously yes, she is of a similar age to us, and had we been ten or. 10 years older or younger would it have yeah. hit home as hard maybe not but like i wouldn't i wouldn't like not recommend this to oh no in because of the, their age i would say watch this movie and whether or not you can personally relate to her journey i think it provides quite a realistic even though there is some kind of uh, sort of what do you call it like magical realism element yeah, to a certain, there's, there's a sort a of scene. yeah, a couple um, of scenes, but that like is part of the sort of. It's not. It's not that the her life has a magical realism element. It's just the way they're trying to tell they the story. It, has, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that it is. You know, if you've got a millennial in your life, <laughs> <laughs> check you in on them. Check in on them. It's tough. And and yeah, like just you know, I think it is a reasonably accurate 
you know, this is just her story, but like many elements of it are relatable to probably every millennial that exists. Yeah. It, it's so I should say that um, Renata Reinsfer is excellent. She is the thing that holds this whole thing together. Like Julie is sort of she's she's charming but sort of maddening, but also like yeah, flawed but incredibly intelligent. But you know, she's we we were reading a few. I I think I would recommend everyone when trying to think about. If you've, when you've just seen a movie, I like to see, I'd like to read a couple of reviews afterwards from different perspectives, even people that didn't like like the film because I'd like to see what they and I think that helps shape some of my thoughts. And read quite an interesting article from I think it was Evening Standard that you know was trying to basically say you know people are presenting this film as being sort of like they're trying to give Julie as a character like be a feminist superhero and really it's not it's not a feminist story particularly I mean, it's not not a feminist story but you know she's she's not out there solving you know or, or being like a walking allegory for women's problems issues in the world and is there to solve them or you know she is a woman who is having these problems some by her own making some by not and you know she's just an interesting complex character and the film is is funny it's uh intensely sad in places it's you know beautifully shot also looks great and this you know it, it's a very small cast as well uh and so although Renata Ransfer is you know the lead and she is very very good uh there's also Anders Danielson Lee who plays her uh, one of her boyfriends, uh, Axel. He's the older. He's a comic book artist, and but also Herbert Nordrum, who is uh, another boyfriend, um, Einvind, and he's someone a bit close to her age. And they're all great in this film. So yeah, as I said, uh, Ransford won the Best Actress at Cannes Award, but she was also nominated for uh, BAFTA for Best Actress, uh, and the film was nominated for Best International Picture at the BAFTAs. And it was also nominated for two Oscars uh, for Best Original Screenplay and um, Best International Feature as well. So it's got a lot of sort of international hype and deservedly so. And if people do want to watch it, it is we watched it on Mubi. It's currently streaming on Mubi and can be rented and downloaded from various video-on-demand services. But I, I don't, you know, we've watched... I don't think we've watched any outright sort of duff films in Where To Next, but I would say this was probably my favourite. Yeah, I... I, I was going to say, is this a... Because the other one, a couple of months ago, you said was the greatest film ever made. <laughs> oh, yes, Lamb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think... Oh, I mean, they're both... They're both... Uh... They're very different. Very different, but they're both from a similar area of the world. Yes. Um, so, yeah, they're really top in the charts, aren't they? Um, Iceland and Norway so far. Uh, yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't think any of them have been, been uh, duds, as it were, at all, no. Um, but yes, I would definitely put this one up there. Um, 
I don't know. It was, it was just sort of nice. Like, obviously, Lamb has a, a fantasy element and is a horror, and but it is still a story with a small cast and sort of a reasonably like this. This one, this movie wasn't slow as such. Like, potentially, I think people might find if they're not expecting it or go in to lamb with a different expectation they might find it quite slow and therefore potentially boring but um yeah this this covers a sort of four-year period and so it can't really be too slow in that respect but it it doesn't like rush it doesn't rush along it it spends time with the characters allowing them to have conversations building building that um sort of yeah building their relationship with you um so you understand where they're coming from um and so yeah i think perhaps it is you know it's not it's not the excitement of sort of i don't know yellow cat or <laughs> um <laughs> by bust by bust yeah sort of uh, all action you know it wasn't that it was a different kind of movie so but yeah, I think just because obviously it did resonate with us so heavily, it you know that yes. helps as it were um, in terms of maybe placing it. But yeah, as I've already said, I'd still recommend this to anyone of any age. I would be I would be shocked if, like, based on this, if Renata Reinsfer wasn't like within the next five years wasn't everywhere yeah i hope so because <laughs> she's excellent she's i've said we watched some interviews with her and she her english like a lot of people from, you know nordic nations is impeccable and you know she she's excellent she, she said in some interviews that she actually in a way kind of mirroring this film is that she had been she'd been acting for a while but hadn't really got had many jobs for a while. And the day before she got offered this said that she she had basically decided she was gonna stop acting and try and find another job. She just the work hadn't been coming in steadily enough. She wasn't enjoying it. And then this came along and she's now, you know, best actress winner at Khan and BAFTA nominee. So I yes. I would be very surprised if she wasn't very big in the next five years. Well, hopefully people keep writing roles that she can she can play to, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, because she, she's very funny, but, you know, also hits the emotional beats as well. She's, you know, there's, there's some quite sort of sexy scenes, like not gratuitous in a sort of way, but like the, you know, the chemistry and the frisson that she has sort of between between other characters and you know it's you know it's got everything going for it but yeah i think i think we've spoken long enough about how great <laughs> the worst person in the world is uh so we would both heartily recommend it uh but obviously the next question is where to, where next, to next Chris? yeah so we're going to a country that for some reason we haven't been to yet and it's the country that produces the most movies in the entire world. It was it was only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time. 
Although I suppose we've kind of visited it on your segment on the Friday Fright Night. Um, this is true. This is true. But in terms of where to next, we've not been there. Of course, I'm talking about India. And we're going to watch the most expensive Indian movie ever made. And it is, of course, RRR, which is Rise, Roar, Revolt. Uh, so it's from India. It's in the uh, Telugu language, and it's directed by S.S. Uh, Rajamuli, who, Sam, don't worry, we're in safe hands. S.S. Rajamuli directed Eager, <laughs> which is one of our favourite movies. <laughs> I Yeah, I think we should watch that first and then this. <laughs> Just make a day of it. So Just Eager, re- Eager for, for those out there listening who do not know what this movie is, is about a man <laughs> who's in love with a woman, but then he is murdered by gangsters and then reincarnated into a fly so he can enact his revenge and save his love's life. And boy, does he enact revenge. And it is great. Yeah, it a joy. A joy. <laughs> and I want to say, I want to say, because I, I were watching that film, uh, there's going to be points probably in the first 25 minutes, half an hour, where you're going to be thinking, look, what is this crap? This is, this is, this is bad. This is embarrassing. Yeah. He, you know, he's a, he's a bit of a stalker. He's, he's a creep. Kind of gross. But then he gets murdered and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's the okay. hero. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's yeah. a fly. <laughs> oh, and I, and be, I, I don't want people to think we're like taking the piss or anything. No, we are being. We love it. Serious. It's great. I would gladly watch that again and again. So you know you're in safe hands. SS Regimuli, R R R Rise, Rule, Revolt. It's currently available for streaming on Netflix. So if you want to watch it and join in our watch, then Netflix is the place to go. Uh, if you have any comments on anything we've watched or have any suggestions for anything you think we should watch um, for Where To Next or just in life, then please do get in contact, uh, chris at com or sam at com. Yes, we millennials are in desperate need of direction, so please help yep. us. Please tell us, tell us what to do. Hi, I'm Matt Adams, the heart of the Hearts Advertiser for over 10 years. Join me and host Danny Smith for St Albans Podcast, a weekly look at the news, views and reviews of the city and district of St Albans. As well as our delve into the local stories that matter, we regularly cover topics including health, food and drink, legal matters, the theatre scene and mental health. Alongside our regular features, we talk to people from our wonderful community, sharing some of the amazing work they do. Episodes are released every Wednesday at 7pm and you can find us by going to your podcast platform of choice and searching for the St Albans Podcast. Find out more at stalbanspodcast.com. All right, here we are in the final part of the show. And this is where we go through the week from Friday the 10th of June up to next Thursday. And we talk about movies that Chris has picked out from free-to-air television and we're going to start with a movie tonight on friday the 10th of june at 10 45 p.m on itv it's the silence of the lambs a lovely family romp um 
Yeah, let's not <laughs> let's not advertise this as a family. What, sit down with your kids. <laughs> I don't think I could trick anyone into that. Surely everyone knows the silence. Anyone who would have children knows what the silence is lamb of the lambs is about. Yeah, I mean it is on at ten forty five p.m. So that's true. So Dr. Clarice Starling, played by Jodie Foster, is uh, using uh, Dr. Hannibal Lecter, played by Anthony Hopkins in an Oscar-winning role. Uh, he, he, she's getting his his help to track down. I've entirely forgotten what the Buffalo Bill. That's what he's called. Played by the lotion on its body. See, I was about to say who it's played by, and then you said that, and I've now. <laughs> Ted Levine, there you go. <laughs> you threw me off with your perfect Buffalo Bill impression. Thank you. Do you have any more that you want to? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I don't so... think that was that good. So. <laughs> uh, so yes, that's on Friday, tenth of June, uh, ITV. Moving on to Saturday, uh, the eleventh of June. Of course, that comes after ten. It does. And we are going for a Patrick Swayze night here. We are indeed. Exciting. Well, we're not. Channel 5 are. Well, sure. We're just along for and the ride. On said channel at 8pm, we'll start out with Dirty Dancing. A film I have still never seen. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> Look, sure. nobody puts baby in a corner. Well, you've read. You've read the spark notes, clearly, so... <laughs> it's one of those movies that just has seeped into the consciousness. Of course. I could, you know, you could practice a swan lift or whatever it's called. Yeah, I don't know if... They, yeah, okay, well, that shows what I know. What? Well, I don't know if that's what the lift is called. Or is it an angel lift? I honestly have no idea. We'll look it it's up just, afterwards. It's just the lift. Everyone knows the lift. The lift. About. Yeah. But yes. So um, Patrick Swayze is an old man charming a teenage girl, and that's apparently cool. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't think he's meant to be an old man in it. He's older than teenage Jennifer Grey, though, isn't he? Yeah, but 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 I mean, how old is she in it? Like in IRL? Because. Uh, okay. If we're thinking about movies made in the era of Dirty Dancing, etc., you've got Grease, where you've got full-grown adults playing 18-year-olds as Yeah, well. but that's fine if they're all grown. Okay. Um, Wikipedia doesn't want to tell me how old Baby is. Okay. So, in the movie... Baby is 18 years old and Johnny is 24. So she's not a child. In real life, um, Jennifer Grey was 26 and Patrick Swayze was 34 years old. Okay, so not like a totally dissimilar age gap in... in no. You know, obviously they are playing younger, both of them, but... But anyway, if that's your sort of thing, Dirty Dancing, Channel 5 <laughs> at 8pm. It's Sam's sort of thing. She can't get enough. So... But <laughs> Following up on Channel Four, just you don't even need to change the channel. Is another classic Swayze movie, you a need movie Channel Five. Channel Five, yes. Um, another classic Swayze movie, which we watched uh, a couple of years ago. Um, mm. It was it was during lockdown fun, and we watched Roadhouse. 
which yeah is a little bit of a a little bit of a different vibe today dancing less dancing there's still some dancing though and the whole place is fairly dirty true yes so really yeah it could just be dirty dancing so roadhouse is about patrick swayze being a bouncer and he's the best bouncer there is you didn't even know that was a job you could be the best at but he is (laughs) In fact, so much so that he's hired by a bar to be the best bouncer and get out all the ruffians. And then, but you know, there's a, another gang nearby. Don't want that. Yeah, it's That's basically all, the plot. It, yeah, it's all a lot of a lot I, of stuff. I, I feel fighting. I feel bad actually that I've, I make it sound like we're taking the mick out of these films, and to a certain extent, we are. But at the same time. Roadhouse is legitimately good, so please do watch it. I haven't picked this. I haven't picked this just to. You know, take the piss. Um, this is actually my recommendation. Roadhouse, uh, Patrick Swayze. He's just, he's just, you know, he th- throws a few roundhouse kicks and uh, looks hot doing it. That's right. Yes. Uh, moving well, on to Sunday. Yeah, I was going to say, shall we move on? <laughs> <laughs> Not another Patrick Swayze film. No, uh, but yes, on Sunday, the twelfth of June, on film four at nine p.m., we have Knives Out. Yes, one of my favourite films of recent years. Um, it features Daniel Craig doing a ridiculous but great southern accent as um, private detective Benoit Blanc, hired to solve um, the murder of a esteemed and famous and very wealthy uh, crime novelist. And turns out all of his family had motive. Who'd have thunk Ooh, it? Who so done it? It's a classic Who Done It, but there's a few twists and turns along the way. It's not it does it starts out like a classic Who Done It, but actually it's presented in a very interesting way, directed and written by Ryan Johnson, uh, who also did Brick, as well as uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, which a lot of people hated, but is in fact the best of the most recent Star Wars films there. I said it, come at me, brah. So that um yes, and Knives Out 2. Uh, Netflix bought the rights to Knives Out 2 and 3 and Netflix 2 will be coming out later this year. I believe they also <laughs> Netflix 2 you just... Netflix 2, I just say Netflix 2 <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Knives Out 2 will be coming out later this year, uh, presumably with a different title because it doesn't make sense in the second film uh, I mean it sort of does but there's a very specific reason why it's called Knives Out like a visual motif as well in the first one that will be coming out on in on Netflix and in cinemas. They're going to do a short uh, cinematic release as well because money. But yes, Great. Knives Out. Uh, also, uh, Daniel Craig is very good in this film. He's obviously having a whale of a time. But also, not enough. I don't think was uh, of credit was given to Anna de Armas, who is essentially the lead in this film, and she is fantastic. She is yeah perfect. Um, yeah. She has to do quite a lot, you know, even sort of physically, sort of physical work as well yep. as emotional and yeah, brilliant. She's she's carrying the film and she is a wonder, which is great. But I mean, the whole cast is it's a stacked cast: Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, um, Tony, Tony Collette. <laughs> Sorry, yes, Tony Collette. <laughs> You said Tony, and they just—it looked like your screen had frozen, but it was <laughs> just you, I... your face frozen. Because I was like, I know her first name, but that's it. 
Tony Collette. Yes, it's like I say, it's an absolutely uh, Christopher Plummer is uh, in there, the late great Christopher Plummer, and yeah, yet Anna de Armas carries carries the whole thing. Well done, her. Uh, but yes, moving on to Monday, the thirteenth of June. Yeah, stop, stop doing my job. Sorry, I'm just <laughs> excited. Yes, uh, on ITV4 at 9pm, it's the movie Speed, which we have watched very recently and have re-enjoyed. And so I assume this is why you've recommended it. Well, yes, that that and it's on. But yeah, I think people, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think people should see Speed because, as we discovered, I was very pleased to see it still holds up. Came out in 1994 and it's still great. It's the stunts are great, the action's great, you know. Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, great, great. It Dennis Hopper is is a, a a villain who wants to blow stuff up, great. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was interested to see that it was rated eighteen, um, because according to Prime Video, yeah. It, yes, yes, that's true. Um, maybe the rating is different elsewhere, but you'd think. Um, I don't know, sort of if you pitched the idea of speed these days, you'd think it would be a 15 at most, uh, potentially even a 12A. But yeah, I think I think um, it probably would be more likely a 15 these days. But the sort of, you know, it's not mild peril. It's it's very <laughs> a lot of peril for most of the movie. And so... It's a lot a few, of peril, near constant peril. Yeah, and there's a, a few sort of bloody... Uh, bits as well so probably does warrant the 18 in my book but you know what do i know what i'm not on the know? uh i'm not, on, not the board. on the bfc no no um but yeah very enjoyable and um a brilliant bus stunt as uh <laughs> i'm sure people will probably remember it for mostly anyway so yes and then we skip a few days here we do and we head on over to thursday the 16th of june and this is on Great Movies at 6.35pm, so maybe maybe getting closer to a family film, I don't know, because I don't know what this is. It's called Big Fish. Uh, I'd like you, Sam, to just um, give the uh, name of the channel its proper pronunciation. Great Movies. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think you could really go on with it. Great Ah, oh, that's movies. a bit better. That's more like it. Because it's got the exclamation mark there. You've got to really pronounce the exclamation mark. I know, but I'm worried about, you know serial tigers coming after us <laughs> they'll be fine we've got nothing to worry about okay uh yes big fish this is a tim burton film um okay uh about uh a young man whose uh father played by albert finney well he's a man he's not a young man a man whose father played by albert finney is is dying and they've always they've always had a fractious relationship uh father and son and you know, part of the reason is the son, the father keeps, you know, spinning these, these, you know, tales of of his his youth and this exciting life that he um, lived. And his son can't help but think his dad's a bit of a, a fantasist and a, a liar. And um, so the film is about you know the the older man's you know youth. Uh, in this case, played by uh, Ewan McGregor. He goes through on these uh, miraculous stories, but yeah, it's a film I hadn't actually seen for a long time. I remember, I think I've seen it only the once, uh, quite close to when it originally came out, um, but I haven't seen it for a long time. So this was sort of another one to maybe remind me to to watch at some point. 
Now, this is on, yes, Big Fish, uh, Thursday, 16th of June, on Great Movies at uh, 6.35pm. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for all those wonderful picks uh, for people to watch on TV. Uh, Lots of great stuff. And, yeah, excited to watch RRR. And... It's three hours long. Excited to spend the day watching. <laughs> I should just put this out there. It's three Shock. hours long. I mean, it's from India. Like a lot of their movies are very yeah. long. Anyway, and it looks so. epic. Yeah, it does. It really does. So lots to look forward to over the next over the next few weeks until we are back. Uh, we are back. Chris and I are back in a couple of weeks uh, for uh, sort of my side of things, my picks and so forth. And uh, before that, you can catch Max with Danny uh, here next week. And until we speak to you again, I hope you stay well and all the best. Indeed. Bye-bye. Bye.